Everyone say praise. Praise. Worship. Jesus said the true worshipers would worship in spirit and in truth. Amen. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. So the Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. And he's looking for somebody that he can show himself strong on their behalf. He's looking for the worshipers. He's looking for the praisers. He's looking for those that are crying out. Amen. You could be in your truck. I have a truck now. Amen. Amen. So you, you, could be, you could be in your truck, you know, just crying out to the Lord, praising the Lord. You could be, you know, I'll walk through Lake Park. I'm praying, man. Amen. Crying out, worshiping the Lord, worshiping the Lord, praising Him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I've been to some churches, you look during the praise and worship time, I would hate to be the people up at the platform. Because, you know, I turn around sometime and look at the people. Look like they were baptized in lemon juice, man. Just, you know, just dry. Amen. Just, Just dry. But you look at David. How did he praise? How did he worship? He, he worshiped the Lord with so much, I mean, mm, I mean, he was moving, man. You know, I'm not a good dancer. I was homeschooled. We didn't do dances. I was the prom king, prom queen, head quarterback, head cheerleader. I was, I was homeschooled, you know, I was, you know. So I don't know how to dance, you know. Yeah, that's all I can do. And... Uh, <laughs> But I'll tell you what, when the power of God has hit me a few times, I've danced, man. Danced. (laughs) I might just do that this morning. I just felt that. Amen. (laughs) Oh, what's that song? When the Spirit of the Lord moves upon my heart, I'm going to dance like David dance. I will dance. Amen. Hallelujah. I just felt that. Amen. Amen. Don't worry. You're safe. Amen. I'm not going to pull you out and dance with you. Amen. Pull Tom out. Spot me, Tom. You know, go fly through the air. It's not going to, don't worry. Amen. (laughs) Some of you need to lighten up. Amen. (laughs) Someone wrote that in their notes. Call Tom out and have him spot you. You know, it's okay. Amen. Have some joy this morning. It's on the house. (laughs) So, 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 yeah. David danced. Before the Lord, with all of his might, and, and then his wife actually got upset with him. Yes. His wife, who was Saul's daughter, who was then barren and produced no offspring. You know, those people who get offended by your praise aren't producing fruit. Yeah. Go look at their life. They're probably not producing fruit. So i got to ask you something. If someone is not getting, getting offended by your praise and by your worship, are you even praising? Are you even worshiping? Are you with me? If someone didn't get offended, are you really even praising? Amen. Come on, be honest. Who in here in days gone by, you've got offended at someone else and how they were praising. Don't, come on, look, you're in church, don't lie. Amen. I think especially if we were raised in religion and tradition, you know, for me, I grew up in a church, you didn't raise your hands. You didn't display any emotion. If you displayed any emotion, you would have the deacons glare at you. Why are you happy? You get any source of fire, you would have the deacons with the fire extinguisher come in. <laughs> <laughs> and just hose you down, man. You know, the teenagers, we'd go to acquire the fire. We'd get the fire. We would come back, and right there, I mean, they would, as we're walking in, they'd have asbestos suits on, you know, don't touch us. 
<laughs> wet blankets come, you know. But, but, you know, so when I started to get into revival and I, I realized I can live on fire for God. I can live every day and be on, uh, in revival. And it's a great way to live. I encourage you to do it. I don't have to be up one day, down the other day. Every, and I learn I can live like this. And that's what we teach people here. That's why our radio is called Life of Revival. We live in revival. You can live on fire for God every day. Man, when I first grabbed a hold of that, I had these, you know, older men of God come to me. They saw I was interested in ministry and they'd say, oh, I remember when I was like you. But don't worry, one day you'll see that life is a series of ups and downs. And one day you're in the valley, one day you're in the flood, and one day you're in the mud. And You know what I mean? Some through the valley, some through the flood. We all end up in the mud. Oh, that was 11 years ago. I still have joy. I still have fire. I'm still revived. Haven't backslid. Amen. How, 11 years. Amen. Every, everyone can live like that. But I know when I first got around, I would get offended at people's worship, just like Saul's wife got offended at David. Especially if I was, if I was sitting next to them. There's nothing worse, like you, you're visiting a place, and then you just sit next to that lady who's like very extravagant in her worship. That is like the worst. You know what I mean? And so you go, you know, I'm standing, you know. This one lady I was standing next to, she did what we call the airplane man. She just, instead of lifting her hands like this, she would outstretch them like this. Well, you know, it's hard to do that when someone's sitting next to you. So I'm here, she's here, and I have my eyes closed. I'm just singing to the Lord very conservatively, just singing unto the Lord. And I open my eyes, and there's a hand in front of me. Who wants a hand in front of you? So I blew on her hand very hard. <laughs> Because it's like, how do you react? Do you move it? You know, what do you do? It's about to touch my face. So I just blew on it. Man, it was hard because I loved the worship, but man, people would offend me. I would be trying to worship. And you'd hear some movement. You'd look over at the second row. There's someone dancing, jumping up and down. Oh, that's distracting. And I'd get offended over their worship. That's just so distracting. Do you really have to do that? <clears throat> I mean, especially when someone's a little bit heavy and they're wearing spandex and you just see that, you know, it's like. <laughs> you want to keep your eyes closed. <laughs> every head bowed, every eye closed. But <laughs> especially one church. I mean, they'd go up at the front, they'd dance, and you're like, you know. Anyway, okay, I gotta, okay. bring it back here. Well, one service I was in, <laughs> I was at one service. <laughs> I, was at, I was at one service, and I'm standing there. And no one warned me about this lady. I was new to the church. It was the River Church in Tampa. No one, it's like when you go to a new church, no one sits you down and like, okay, here are the people. We love them, but they're a little bit, woo. You know, every church has it. It's a family. And in every family, there are some people that are just a little special that God put in your life so that you can learn to love them. Amen? Amen? Just like in a family, you have an uncle, you have an aunt, that they're a little bit whatever, but you have to love them, right? Every church is like that. Well, when you go, no one warns you about those people. And I was sitting next to one of them, you know, and she's a sweet lady, but man, they called her, and she embraced the term. They weren't making fun of her. She thought it was so funny. They would call her the tornado lady. I didn't know that a tornado was about to strike in Hillsborough County. There was no alarm. And I'm standing there during the worship and very conservatively making sure I'm not touching anybody. I'm in my space, you know, and a uh, couple inches, whatever. 
and I'm, my eyes are closed. Now it's high praise. You know what that is? It's like, worthy is the lamb seated on the throne. Crown you now with many crowns. And I'm, I, I'm just a holy moment. And I start to hear a ruffle <laughs> to my right side. And I thought, you, not today, devil. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm keep my eyes. I'm not even going to look. I should have looked. The Bible says watch and pray. You know, so I'm, I'm just standing there and my eyes closed, hands lifted. All of a sudden, this lady, well, apparently what she does is, you know, her, she starts to do this when she's worshiping. And I, that's not in the Bible. I'm not even going to even judge that, just whatever, you know. But I would say if you feel that coming on, go to the back. You know what I mean? Go, go have a tornado back there. But when you're around people, you can injure someone and, and man, in the middle, she's doing this, and I, my eyes closed, hands lifted, and suddenly, I just felt uh, she made a connection. I got hit by lightning. Boom! She slaps me. In the middle of praise and worship, she slaps me. And, you know, if your eyes are closed and you're not prepared to be hit in the face, it really messes with you. <laughs> you know, like you want to cry. And I look over at her, and I thought she would say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like a good Christian. She was still going, man. She's, you know, whatever she wanted to do. And I'm just looking at her. And there's tears in my eyes. Because it hurt, you know. You know, you have to deal with stuff like that. Because sometimes, just like the centurion who came to Elijah, who said, dip in the Jordan River seven times and you'll be made whole. And he got offended. And he wasn't going to go dip. And then finally he did. And you know what? Sometimes the river of offense is the river of your deliverance. So you don't want to judge a place because you got offended. Don't be led around by your offense. If you get offended, the devil will offend you everywhere you go. And you'll be at that church, that church, the second church, fourth church, you know, third church of the cousin twice removed. You'll be all over the place. Because you're not going to find any place in, in the planet where you're not going to get offended. And in fact, you want to be challenged. You, you, it's the rock of offense is the rock of salvation. It's the river of offense can be that river. So you know, I had to deal with that. I almost left the church. I don't want to be around these crazy people, turn them into tornadoes. <laughs> it was just that lady, but you know what I mean. Who knows what I'm talking about? And you know what? I'm so glad that I didn't judge her and, and run off and get mad. And you know, I it was I avoided her. You know, I, when I would do other people the courtesy, I grabbed one Bible suit and I said, look, you give her two chair spaces. You just, you just want to tell you that. That's right. But I'm glad I didn't because later I'm helping in the kids' ministry and I'd be an usher, you know, whatever, and I'd just help with the kids. And there's a table. I'm sitting back there now. The kids' ministry, these kids would worship. I mean, you'd be surprised what kids can grasp spiritually. At our kids' church, we don't just David Goliath stories. We teach them, but we teach them the power of God. We teach them the worship. We teach them the give. We teach them to win souls. So, you know, I'm sitting there, and I'm leaned against the table, whatever, and the worship's going on. These kids, man, they would go from picking their nose, you flip the worship on, and they're worshiping the Lord with tears streaming down their face. And you can't watch that and not get messed up. You can't watch kids worship and not get challenged yourself. And you realize Jesus said you have to be like a child to enter into the kingdom. And, and I'm looking, I'm so moved and I'm so touched and I'm leaning against a, a, a table and I thought, I'm just going to lift my hands. I'm supposed to be watching the kids, but I thought, I'm going to take a moment. I'm just going to worship you, Lord. And I closed my eyes and I didn't know the security guard had actually got, come and he was standing next to me. My eyes were closed, the security. He was standing there. He was new. 
he had just started coming to the church like two months before. And now he's standing there. I just talked to him before the service. And I closed my eyes. I lift my hands to heaven. And as I lift my hands to heaven, my finger went up his nose. I mean, I, it like, it was grody, man. I mean, just hook the dude. Why am I telling you this? There is a point. And I pulled my hand down. And I look at him. He looks at me. He had tears in his eyes. I knew those tears. I knew those tears. I knew exactly what he was going through. And I said, man, I am so sorry. He said, just don't mention it. <laughs> and he walked off. So what, what am I saying through all this? Who cares? Who cares if someone gets offended? Now, try to avoid people's nostrils. Try not to whack the person next to you. <laughs> just, just try to, you know, the Bible says let everything be done decently and in order, you know. So, so, but, you know, nonetheless, you should praise. You should, you should let loose. Amen. Forget about who's here. Forget about who's not here. Forget about, oh, I bumped into the person next to me. You need to worship and worship him in spirit and in truth. And from your heart, under the ministry of Jesus, people went walking and leaping and praising God. And the devil's trying to steal the life out of the church. Amen. Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So it says God is spirit and, and his worshipers must worship. I had someone say one time, I don't know where praise and worship's in the Bible. I'm like, everywhere. Amen. It says that, that the worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. So let's, let's, let me just go through this real quick. Praise and worship, what does it do? Praise and worship will bring in the presence of God. It'll bring in the presence of God every single time. And that's in Psalms 22 and, and verse 3. It says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel, or his people. God inhabits the praises of his people. That's not just a, a nice tweet. That's not just a, a, a cliche. That's a fact, Jack. That as you begin to praise and worship the Lord, he inhabits the praises, it says in, in the NLT, it says, you're holy, you are enthroned upon the praises of your people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So worship and praise will bring in the presence of God. So what does that mean? Amen, Mary. It's good to see you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Keep forgetting I have two. I have three congregations this morning, you know, so... <laughs> You can change whole atmospheres with praise and worship. You, the atmosphere of your home can change. The atmosphere of your marriage can change. What if married couples just praise and worship together? The atmosphere of our city could change. Amen. Because if praise brings in the presence of God, one thing I know is that when God shows up in the place, the very atmosphere of the room will change. Amen. You know, in the great awakenings of old, in the 1700s that united the colonies, where even some of the present, you know, the future presidents, they actually came to those meetings, that it is said in history that in America there was singing and dancing in the main streets. Imagine if we shut Main Street down, just sung and danced and worshipped the Lord. Someone says, well, I mean, have you seen the Coshocton people? I mean, we're kind of reserved. Yeah, but people are people. People are people. Don't give me that. Amen. 
So it says they have like a Kashoctan culture. Well, we're going to bring a kingdom culture into Kashoctan. Yeah, Are you with me? You go to Africa. My friend went to Africa to, uh, uh, what's his name? Africa. What's his name? Uh, Adam Boy. Uh, it might be him. I think it was him. Uh, David Oyedepo. Da David Oyedepo. He went to David Oyedepo's church. Who David Oyedepo started out with 20 people, preach, preach, preach. I mean, he'd go into a tribe unreached, give everything. He would leave with shorts. He'd give everything, give his Bible. Today he's the richest pastor in the world in Africa, feeds the hungry in Detroit, Michigan, takes up offering to feed the hungry in America from Africa. Yeah. It was amazing. So, uh, you know, his church today, they have seven services, each with 245,000 people in the services. So for the dingbats on the Christian posts who are saying that Christianity is in decline, you need to go check out Africa. Amen. God's moving. He's just not moving around you. Amen. So, you know, God's just moving. And seven services, 245,000 people. And it's Ataboya, not Oyedepo. Ataboya, he built a church that's, that's like two miles wide. It's a two-mile box. It takes 15 minutes to run down to, or 15, uh, several minutes, however long it takes to run two miles to get to the altar. Can you imagine? And God's even doing this in America. My evangelist friend went to, uh, went to New Jersey, somewhere around there. 10,000 sinners came out on a field to hear the gospel. It turned into several weeks. They had to take it to a church where 8,000 people were showing up. Unchurched people to hear the gospel. He's filling churches. <clears throat> So God's moving in America, you're just not going to see it on the Communist News Network or Drudge Report. Amen. <laughs> so he goes, and, he, and their services, you know, start, what, around 7 a.m.? Well, at 5 a.m., because a Muslim government had just taken over this part of Africa, at 5 a.m. he heard this scream ah, and this rumbling and this roar and all these people. It sounded like an army was coming through, and he busts out of his hotel room, and he looks out the window. He thought that the Islamic extremists were raiding the churches. He's from America, and he looks outside. It's all the Christians on their way to church, waving banners, blowing trumpets, singing, dancing, shouting. So look, this American thing, this American culture that's around Christianity is not doing the job. Amen. Right, right. Come on. Amen. So it says they're just very extroverted people. Well, we're just going to shake you till your false teeth rattle and get the Holy Ghost in you. Amen. Because when the Holy Ghost gets on the inside of you, you can't just sit there. Like a fire that went to the fox's tail and they ran and they burnt down the camp of the enemy. I believe God's raising up a new breed in Kashokton, Ohio. In, in Ohio, around the world. Amen. Hallelujah. When we started the River Coshocton, there was about five, six other river churches. Now there's about 60, 60, 70, all around America, all around the globe. God's raising people up. Hallelujah. So it brings in the presence of God. It'll change the atmosphere. Second Chronicles 5 and verse 13. It says, and it came even to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one. That's why praise and worship brings us into one accord. When the singers and the trumpeters were as one to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. When they lift up their voice with trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praise the Lord saying, for he is good and his mercy endures forever, that then the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand 
to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. So they, were, they couldn't even stand. What does that mean? They were, boom, they were out under the power of God. Who's ever seen that? You see it here, people fall out, boom, amen, hallelujah. Where's that falling down stuff? They couldn't stand by reason. Someone says, well, where else is it? Psalms, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down. Hello, <laughs> amen. Sometimes you need a rest. We call it God's operating table. But look at this. The very atmosphere of that, of that uh, tabernacle was changed. The glory of the Lord showed up. Who knows what I'm talking about during praise and worship? When you spend time, you start to feel his presence. I had a friend. He, he was an atheist. He got born again. He actually converted three Christians to atheism by getting in their head. So one day he got in a fight with his dad. He goes into his bedroom. He starts burning himself with a cigarette. And suddenly he thinks, why am I doing this? There's a church up the road. I'm going to go to, I need to find God. And he said it was like just suddenly he realized he needed God when he was an atheist. He said, you couldn't reason with me when I was an atheist. He said, I didn't believe there was a God. He said, but suddenly he felt like there is a God. So he comes to church. He gets saved. He gets born again. You know, and it was a whole thing. And uh, anyway, I went to pick him up. He became one of my friends. I went and I picked him up one day and he walked in my car and when he got in my car, the atmosphere of the vehicle, I mean, it was like you, it's like the air was alive. And I looked at him. I said, you were praising God before you came out of your house, weren't you? He said, man, I've been praising him all day. I said, I know. I can tell. I can feel it. I feel the fragrance. I feel the. Who's ever been around somebody and you felt God around them? I'll tell you, that person's a praiser. Who's ever been around someone and you felt like you need to go take a shower because you felt yes. dirty? People shouldn't feel dirty around you. They should feel refreshed. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Is this good? Amen. Amen. So number one, praise and worship will bring in the presence of God. Number two, praise and worship brings liberty and freedom. Go to Acts chapter 16. We're only going to take another moment here. Hallelujah. Acts 16. In, uh, in verse 16, and it came to pass, as we went to, to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. In the same followed us, Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, which showed us under the way of salvation. So here you have a demon. You know, not every religious person who comes to church and saying hallelujah is of God. Just so you know, this is Acts 16, 16. Right. Because look what happened. And uh, it says in verse 18, In this she did many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters had saw the hope of, of their gain was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them into the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. <laughs> <laughs> and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent their clothing and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast with, 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 with stocks. <clears throat> so here you have missionaries, really, going, cast the devil out, preaching, and then they get 
beat. They get beat up. And then they get thrown in jail, into the inner prison. And then their, their, feet, their, their feet get chained. You know, I have people, people who think, because they've been trained this way, so I feel for people, but people think that their pastor is supposed to be the person that they come and dump a load on. But I want to show you something in Scripture. You might be going through some stuff right now. But let me show you where your, your breakthrough doesn't come by coming to, now, Pastor, I just want to let you know this, and, you know, da-da-da. Your, your breakthrough comes from the Lord. Amen. 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 I'm not God. Come on. I, now, the Lord uses me, and he's anointed me to be your pastor, and I'll be there for you. Amen. But God's the God of breakthrough. Are you with me? And you'd be surprised, as you praise and you worship him, what will happen? Amen. So, so look at this. It says in, in, in verse 25, and it says, And at the midnight hour, Paul and Silas prayed. What's midnight? That's the darkest time of your life. And at the midnight hour, Paul pr prayed, and then they sang praises unto God. And it says the prisoners heard them. So they weren't singing, mumbling under the sound of their voice. We don't want to interrupt the other prisoners. You know, some people in church, you watch them sing. And, you know, and, and, you, know you shouldn't be worry about your voice. Amen. Hello. So it says, I don't have a good singing voice. Who cares? Just bellow something out, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Because I watch some people, and they're singing, and they're worshiping. But the moment their voice gets too loud, and they hear themselves, I watch them go, Oh, this is amazing. Oh, this is amazing grace. You know, and I watch them draw back when they hear themselves. You stop that in the name of Jesus. I'll come off my guitar. I'll come down there and shake you. Amen. Worship and praise him. This is not uh, Kashokton's Got Talent, where, where we see who has the best worship singing voice. It's not what this is. Amen. So it says, yeah, but you'd sound better just taking a cat and squeezing the things and that kind of, and, you know, that sounds better than what I, you know, just, look, when everybody lifts their voice at once, it blends and it makes a melody, it makes a sound, it, it makes the sound of heaven. So just, just lift your voice and sing. The prisoners heard them. Are people hearing your praise? It should be evident. I caught myself one day, I was going through Bueller's. <laughs> And, and I, you know, I'll catch myself doing this. I don't even realize I'm doing it. I was walking through Bueller's. I, I thought, Bueller's? Bueller. And I thought, Bueller. And I started to sing. And I'm walking past, you know, where the bakery is. I'm walking on the mountain underneath the cloudless skies. I'm drinking from the fountain that never shall run dry. And I'm singing. I'm walking in Bueller land. And I'm literally singing this song. And I caught my, oh my goodness, I didn't, I thought I was singing it in my head, I was singing it out loud while I'm looking at muffins, you know, and all this stuff singing, I'm walking, people must have thought I lost my mind, amen. But are people hearing your praise? Are they, amen, I'm not saying you have to go sing Beulah land at Beulah's, however, you shouldn't be ashamed and you shouldn't be embarrassed to lift up your hand, you shouldn't be ashamed to lift up your voice, amen. Everything that's in me, praise the Lord. Because it says, as, as the prisoners heard them, it says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. Mm, hallelujah. <laughs> and it says, and the foundations of the prison were shaken. And, and immediately all the doors were open and everybody's bands were loosed. Boom. God showed up. The atmosphere of the room where there was bondage. <laughs> 
there's liberty and there's freedom. Your praise can not only set you free, but it can free up people around you. And I think I know what happened. The Bible says that the earth is, is the Lord's footstool. I believe he was listening to Paul and Silas. And as he's listening, he, he just began to tap his foot. And he must have just tapped his foot right over the jail cell. And it began to shake. Hallelujah. It was the first jailhouse rock. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So what's coming out of your mouth? What's the sound that's coming out of your mouth? Is it negativity and murmuring and complaining? And Well, I mean, I like the pastor, but I mean, his sermon was a little long. I mean, my God. <laughs> Some people would have like write a rating of, you know, you see gymnastics, they'll hold up a sign, 3.4, 10 point. You know, sometimes people do that, you know, when I'm preaching, I'll look in the back and see, you know, 5.3, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Amen. No, it says that there's a great earthquake. Everyone's bands were loosed. And it, and it says, uh, yeah, the whole thing. The prisoner, he comes, or the, the, the jailer gets saved. Amen. Praise and worship brings liberty. Praise and worship brings freedom. Stop complaining about the, the situation and start praising God in advance for what he's about to do. Amen. Just give him praise. Give him glory. Amen. That's what I was doing when I was 15 years old, diagnosed with Hodgkin two, Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage 2 cancer. I would wrap a blanket around myself, pretend it was God holding me, and I would just sing, Lord, you are more precious than silver. You're more costly than gold. Nothing I desire, nothing, nothing I desire compares with you. And I'm singing to the Lord, and the cancer completely removed out of my body. Before scans, tumors. After scan, no tumors. The Lord liberated me, freed me. Healed my body. There's liberty. There's, there's, there's freedom in the praises of God's people. He inhabits. He's enthroned upon them. Is this helping anyone this morning? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're going to end here. But praise and worship. It brings the presence of God. It changes the atmosphere of the room. And it brings liberty. It brings freedom. It, it provokes God's blessing. It provokes it. Exodus 23, 25, worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be upon your food and your water and I will take sickness away from the, the midst of you. Psalm 67, 5 through 7, may the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Then the earth will yield its harvest and God, our God, will richly bless us. And yes, God will bless us and all the people all over the earth will fear him. Hallelujah. And we could go off on all that, but I'm going to bring it in. River, thank you for flying River Airlines this morning. Please keep your trays in the upright and locked position. An usher will be coming down the road to collect any trash or belongings. Please keep your seatbelts fastened as we come into landing. It's a beautiful 63 degrees in Coshocton, Ohio. We'll see you next flight. Hallelujah. I'll end with this. Make praise happen. Stop waiting on someone else to initiate it. Stop waiting on the worship leader to cheerlead you into it. Amen. You just make it happen. I don't care if you're in an environment where nobody's praising, you praise. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. I was in a certain uh, denominational church, and man, that lady got up, and she was singing the house down, man. But it wasn't just her. It was the anointing upon this lady. Was, you felt the presence of God. No one was worshiping. People just sat there like a statue. But man, I, I just, I'm going to worship the Lord. I, I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to worship Him. Not to be seen by people, but I... You, I, you got to make it happen. You just got to make it happen. And then when I started worshiping, I looked, and then there's someone else worshiping. 
I looked over. Then there's another person over there, and then other people started to worship. Amen. Make it happen. Hallelujah. Praise and worship is the highest form of prayer. You don't need someone to lead you to go into prayer. You just pray. You don't need someone to lead you to go into worship. You just, you just worship. And, and, and I am ending. This is my, la- my seventh ending. I'm allowed at least 20. Amen. If you don't like the sound coming out of you, look at the sound coming into you. What kind of music are you listening to? Come on, put on praise. Put on worship. That's right. Amen. Amen. Put it in your car. Amen. Hallelujah. My dad, he loved this song. And it was, a, it was a country song. <laughs> and it was about how the wife said, if you go fishing today, I'm leaving this house. And then the chorus is, I'm going to miss her, but I'm going fishing. <laughs> and then this other song, there's another man sleeping in my bed, petting my dog. You know, come on, and junk in, junk out. But, you know, I don't know why I told you that. Play, play worship. Amen. Play worship. Amen. Okay, last verse. Psalms 103. The kids are about to come out and start a riot. Amen. About to come and drag me by all fours. Amen. Psalms 103 and verse 1. David. Notice it's David. Let all that I am praise the Lord, my whole heart, everything in me. I will praise His holy name. I will. I will praise His name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. And may I never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins and He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and He crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. Oh, I like this. And my youth is renewed like the eagle. My grandmother's 91. She's a praiser. She's a worshiper. To this day, she still plays guitars, has a Gibson Hummingbird guitar. She still worships. She still praises the Lord. 91 years old. She's so strong. My 50-some-year-old mother couldn't pick up one of those big, you know, those big water things for the water fountain, the big jug. My mom was at Mammal's house trying to pick it. She was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and if I was there, I wouldn't have even attempted. My 91-year-old grandmother took the thing. She was like, get it, get it, let me do it. Picked the thing up, threw it over her shoulder like it was nothing. <laughs> Popped it in. She's like, you just got to do it. Yeah. 91, her husband went home to be with the Lord, but, you know, she got remarried. But, you know, he was kind of losing, you know, but he was still on the road. And he, he drove, it was snow, it, a lot of snow. He drove into a ditch. The car's like sideways, stuck in the snow. And they are stuck. They can't even open their doors. They're stuck in the snow. Mamaw rolls down the window. Where's the shovel? Grabs the shovel. She was 90. Grabs the shovel from the back seat, rolls the window, crawls out of the window, shovels the car out of the snow. But she's a praiser. She's a worshiper. And she lived a healthy life. Amen. Hallelujah. Your youth can be renewed. Run and not faint. Walk and not grow weary. Mount up with wings as eagles. Does this bless anybody today? Make it happen. Make praise happen. Make it happen in your home. Make it happen in your car. Make it happen in your workplace. Amen. Now, you don't have to disrupt the whole work environment, but you can, you can get it in there. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're going to see it happen in our government as well. In Jesus' name. Amen.